0: Tuesday, August fifteenth, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynes of the Guardians are in Cincinnati, getting set to take on the Reds in uh, the first of four meetings this season uh, to determine uh, the Ohio Cup. Uh, you know, one of those uh, one of those trophies that uh, doesn't mean anything, but it means everything when you're playing in the games, right? Uh, the uh, the Guardians uh, opening. Two games in uh, Great American Ballpark tonight, Logan Allen on the mound. Uh, what can we expect uh, in our first meeting with Cincinnati? Uh, a team that uh, that really did surprise a lot of people uh, this year by by being in contention, I think, earlier than a lot of people expected. Yeah, definitely,
1: Joe. They're uh, David Bell, uh, who got an extension as, uh, you know, the Reds manager has done a nice job. Uh, they're 62 and 58. They're streaky. You know, like most young teams are. Uh, you know, they're kind of on a, on a downward slide a little bit now. Three and seven over their last ten. Uh, they're in a uh, second, but they're still tied for uh, second place in the NL Central with the Cubs, and they're very much in the uh, wild card race. So, you know, the, they are definitely a contender after uh, you know years of kind of you know treading water. They they're they're a dangerous team right now.
0: Yeah, it it's not maybe as bad as the American League Central uh division is, but uh that NL Central has a lot of t- you know there's there's three teams at the top of that uh that division that uh could catch fire and and uh you know really run away with the thing. Uh Milwaukee has its flaws, uh, the, the the Cubs have their flaws, the certainly the 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 reds are young uh what what do you see happening down the stretch in that division is is the do the reds have a shot at uh maybe running past the the brewers and the uh cubs to take it yeah i definitely think they got a
1: chance uh i think milwaukee's still the best team uh you know it looks like uh their hitting is coming around a little bit that has held them back but they've got good starting pitching um and uh, I, I think uh, they're still the team to beat, but I think the Reds and the Cubs, you know, I thought the Cubs were, uh, you know, uh, I thought the Cubs were out of it, but they've been really hot since the break. They played well. Um, and and the Reds, I guess, are getting kind of criticized a little bit for not doing much at at the deadline. But, you know, when you have young players, you got to let them play. So, you know, I think Cleveland kind of ran into that same situation the last couple of
0: years. Yeah, it's very very similar to what uh, what the Guardians faced over the last couple of years at the trade deadline, and you know maybe there being a, a, a lack of, of movement or, or maybe options for them to to even go with. But you look at the Cubs, and and they were a team that that got hot right before the deadline, and and decided, well, hey, we're going to stick with Cody Bellinger, we're going to stick with some of these pieces, and, and see if we can uh, can win our way into the postseason. And, and it's it's really worked out for them. It really. You know, sort of two opposite uh, philosophies there at the trade deadline uh, between Cincinnati and the Cubs.
1: Yeah, definitely, and uh, we'll see how it works out for both clubs. Uh, It's going to be an exciting race for sure.
0: Well, it starts off uh, with uh, the Guardians here uh, in 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 the first of four games meetings between the two of them. And and, you know, I asked uh, Logan Allen in the clubhouse a couple weeks ago. I said, "Hey." You know, Ellie Dela Cruz is the the hot name in baseball right now. The big name, uh, the rookie who who really does everything for um, for the Reds. You know, at the plate, uh, big arm in the field, uh, runs the bases like uh, like he's uh, his hair's on fire, just like Jose Ramirez. You know, uh, and, and asked Logan Allen, hey, did you ever, you know, g- going through spring training, did you ever you know face Ellie Dela Cruz maybe on a backfield at at uh, Goodyear or anything like that and he said no he says he's looking forward to the opportunity uh to to face him and, and see what the kid's got so uh it should be interesting with all of the young talent that's going to be on the field uh this weekend between the Guardians and uh the Reds you, you talk about a uh, a guy like uh, an Andrew Abbott uh who will be facing them uh, in you know the, in tomorrow's game I believe uh but besides De La Cruz, you've got uh Christian encarnacion Strand, another top prospect that got called up, uh Matt McClain and and Spencer Steer uh who's who's leading them offensively as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh you know I uh Ellie de la Cruz is uh you know kind of the he was the face of baseball for about a minute there, but uh he uh you know very talented guy you know I was talking to a scout recently that said that you kind of the league is kind of adjusted to him now a little mm-hmm. bit it's kind of slowed down offensively um you know if you if you throw him a fastball, you're crazy uh from a pitching point of view you know but uh he you know he'll chase the ball out of his zone if you spin it he'll you you can get him out, so we'll have to see. Uh, you know I'm really anxious to see how uh Cleveland's pitchers approach him.
0: Yeah, and and you talk about the uh the young talent on the other side for uh, for the Guardians, obviously the uh the four starting pitchers who are in the rotation right now and Gavin Williams, Logan Allen, Tanner Bybee, uh and Xavier Curry, uh and you've got Bo Naylor uh sitting up there uh in the uh you know behind the plate uh catching as well. So it's not like there's uh any any lack of young uh talent on the field for uh the Guardians it, the Guardians over the last uh you know week or so have have sprinkled in a couple of veterans who have have also produced uh some some uh late season additions to the club uh in Cole Calhoun and Ramon Laureano. we don't know how long uh you know uh, they're going to be uh producing at a high level but uh you know, over the last couple of series they've they both come up with some big hits yeah it's it's
1: an interesting uh... Interesting addition. I've got to be honest with you, Joe. I did not see this coming when they traded Savali and uh, you know with uh, Ahmed Rosario and then uh, Josh Bell. Uh, I thought uh, you know okay they're going to go with young guys and all of a sudden you know Cole Calhoun uh, appears in a trade with uh, the the you know the Dodgers where he played with he played uh, what all year with uh, the Yankees and Dodgers at A and then and Lariano gets claimed off waivers from Oakland, and they've been basically in the lineup since then. And, uh, you know, I, it's kind of caused a little bit of a, a roster crunch, but I also think it's, uh, you know, kind of you know, brought some stability into that clubhouse, you know, where there was kind of a void. And, uh, you know, it's, it's brought a calming effect to the bench, too, I think.
0: What's going to happen when uh, eventually when Josh Naylor is ready to come back and, you know, heals up from the ob- oblique injury – Uh, What does uh, a guy like uh, Cole Calhoun, uh, can you keep him around or is that something, you you know, you're eventually, you know, he's playing on borrowed time right now? Well,
1: Francona, all he's done is talk about him. You know, he's Mm -hmm. praised him left and right. You know, and he's an outfielder. You know, he's a left-handed hitting outfielder. Um, by trade, I mean he hasn't played first base in what ten years. I mean, so you know that's where he's playing mostly now. So I would think you know they keep him. They they uh you know they they'll find a spot for him and uh you know they'll they'll move him to the outfield. Uh, that's you know you know that's my impression. But you know who knows? I mean uh you know it, it, they could uh you know they could obviously DFA him. But right now you know he's swinging a pretty hot bat and helping him out.
0: Yeah, and and the decision on uh, Josh Naylor's, you know, a, a little ways away obviously. It's a few more weeks that he's going to be dealing with the the oblique injury, but you know, I have seen him out taking ground balls. I've seen him uh, going through baseball activities. So, uh, you know, it's a, it would be good to find out from Tito uh during this series where where Naylor's status is and, you know, how soon before uh they're they're able to get him out for for games and and to work him back and and make sure that he's healthy before he comes back for uh, the stretch run here. Uh, yeah, it was
1: it was funny, Joe. In in Tampa, they said uh, he said just what you said. Uh, Francona was talking about Naylor and said, uh, you know, he was taking ground balls. He's feeling good, but we didn't bring him to uh, Tampa because we were afraid he'd hurt himself by trying to do too much. <laughs> like like he said, you know, okay, Josh, just calm down, get wrapped in bubble wrap again, and we'll let you know when it's time to come out again, come out of the the locker room. It's it was it was funny.
0: Yeah, uh that's uh, trying to tell Josh Naylor uh hey calm down and take it easy is probably yeah, not yeah. a not a an easy path for any coach right now. Uh speaking of comebacks, uh Jose Ramirez is scheduled to be uh activated off of the suspended list. Uh he'll be uh in the lineup for sure tonight uh, against the Reds. Uh also expected back Tyler Freeman uh who uh played a couple of rehab games with Columbus and uh is is ready to come back off of his shoulder injury. Uh so there will be at least one roster move uh, ahead of uh today's game as they have to get uh Freeman back on the active roster uh and we don't know uh you know probably uh a Jose Tena uh, as we talked about uh in yesterday's podcast he had a conversation with Tito after the game on Sunday so uh you you looking at that as kind of a no-brainer uh and and that's what you're going into the that's what your roster is going to look like going into the the Cincinnati series yeah,
1: definitely. You know, big. Uh, that's a big uh, lift to get uh, Ramirez back in the lineup. You know, obviously they missed him for uh, you know Saturday and Sunday in, um, you know, in, in, in Tampa, I mean, in St. Petersburg against the Rays. So, you know, that's, you know, you get your leader back, you get your number three hitter back, the lineup kind of, you know, settles in again and, um, you know, and it'll be good to have Freeman back. Uh, you know, he's kind of, you know, with the, the, with the Rosario trade, you know, they've looked at everybody, but Freeman really at shortstop. I think he's only started one game there since, uh, you know, Rosario got traded and at the end of, uh at the end of uh uh july. So uh, you know, hopefully he gets some shots there at shortstop. We get to see what he can do.
0: Yeah, the one start that he had was the the no hitter game against Framber Valdez and uh and, and he injured himself after I think his first at bat. So uh you know not a lot of opportunity to see what what Freeman has to offer there uh during this stretch where there could be a lot of opportunities for him. Uh, speaking of key stretches, uh, uh, we were talking before we started recording here. This is, uh, you know, the opener of a, a stretch of games where the Guardians can can maybe make up some, uh, or at least try to gain some ground on Minnesota in the American League Central. Uh, they they face the Reds for two, and then they've got uh, Detroit at home for four games. Uh, you know, looking ahead to this weekend should be a lot of fun. It's obviously Manny Ramirez uh, Hall of Fame weekend. Uh, so we'll we'll talk more about that uh, as the week goes on, but uh, there's there's an opportunity there against a, a Detroit team that's that's not playing terribly, but it's still a team that you should beat.
1: Yeah, and they've, they've had trouble with Detroit this year, Joe. Uh, <clears throat> Detroit's four and two against Cleveland, uh, and you know they've kind of saved their best for uh, uh, for the Guardians. So you know it's a big series. You got to win that series if you're gonna. If you're going to be taken seriously in the division and you got a chance to run down to twins because after Detroit leaves, the Dodgers come in and that for three. So that's, you know, that's that's going to be some tough
0: sledding right there. Yeah, not a lot of fun uh, when you've got to play the Dodgers who finally uh, seem like they've figured things out in the in the West and and are uh, are continuing to take off uh, in, in their trajectory. All right. I want to remind our listeners about subtext, our subscription text service. Uh, You can subscribe at 216-208-4346. That's the number to send. uh, Subscribe in a text message. And you'll get signed up there $3.99 a month uh, to get text messages from myself and Hoinsey with all the news on the Guardians uh, before it breaks on Twitter uh, or uh, posts on cleveland.com. A lot of fun uh, texting back and forth with our uh, subscribers. Uh, It's a great community of of Guardians fans that we we have the pleasure of, of sort of chatting with and, and interacting with uh 216-208-4346 or log on to cleveland.com slash subtext to subscribe hoinsey uh you know speaking of this uh you know second half of the uh the years is, is well underway now uh, we're you know we're almost midway through uh through august a month and a half to go uh time to start thinking about uh, uh postseason awards and and who your candidates are for the 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 leading awards the BBWA awards in uh the American League we actually just got our uh, our voting assignments uh, won't won't reveal what what awards we're voting on or or you know what we're which way we're leaning uh to to sort of keep the integrity of that there but uh just to know that um you know we're we're starting to to line up our candidates and who the narrow the fields down and, and who we're looking at uh, you know, who are some of the guys that stand out in the uh, MVP race in the American League? I, I gotta believe uh, first on everybody's ballot right now it has to be Shohei Ohtani.
1: Oh yeah, for sure, Joe. I think uh, it's uh, who's gonna finish second? I think next to Ohtani. Uh, you know, just he's having a big year at the plate, on the mound. Um, you know, the the big question is who's gonna finish second to me.
0: Yeah, that's uh, Otani could be a, a unanimous MVP. Uh, the, a guy that that could get, um, you know, that kind of that kind of voting uh, just based on what he's done this year. Um, do you think that's a possibility?
1: Yeah, I think it's a it's a real good possibility. I I'm, I'm interested in the, you know, like uh Marcus Simeon's had a great year for Texas. Corey Seager's had a big year for Texas. Um, uh, you know, uh Luis Roberts, we we've, we've seen a lot of him with the White Sox. He's, you know, despite that club's uh, struggles, he's played really really well. Uh, you know, definitely a candidate. And a guy that the the, the two two sleepers to me, Joe, uh, you know, Kyle Tucker from Houston. Mm-hmm like him a lot, uh, you know, big-time hitter, And but the guy, kind of the dark horse for me, the guy that's kind of jumped out at me because we've seen a lot of him maybe, is Bobby Wood Jr. I, uh, mm-hmm. I think he's a much better player than I thought he was, and we're seeing him get better, you know, right in front of our eyes As to steal a line from Terry Francona.
0: Yeah, and he's he's improved on the defensive side of the ball, and I think that's what uh, has, has made him a, a better candidate uh, for the MVP award, or at least a, a guy who we'll finish you'll know, get some votes down the ballot um uh, this season it's the the work he did uh defensively he was he was not a great defender the last uh you know season uh or or, or so he but he worked at it and he put in the time and and now uh he's you could put him anywhere on that infield and and he uh he will produce uh from especially at the shortstop position where uh you know Claimed for Kansas City, you're, you're going to get a lot of action. You're going to get a lot of balls hit your way uh, if you're, you're Bobby Wood Jr. So he's he's really made uh, some improvements there, and, and it's been uh, really great to see. And big time uh, speed,
1: too, Joe. He can run. He can steal bases. He's, he's one of the fastest guys in the big leagues.
0: Yeah. Uh, now looking at the uh, American League Cy Young Award. Uh, voting. Uh, it's funny to, to think about it, but could Shohei Ohtani get uh, votes in the in in you know could he be the unanimous MVP and get votes in the Cy Young race? Oh, I I think so.
1: I mean, th- he had to do that last year, didn't he? I mean, mm-hmm. he got had to get votes in both categories for uh, for sure. I would I would think it's. But will it's he get just...
0: enough? Will he get enough votes to you know maybe finish in the top three, be a finalist in both uh, categories? Uh,
1: yeah, I I do not. I, that would not surprise me at all. I mean, that would not surprise me. Uh, who, You know, I know Verlander. What Verlander was Cy Young and MVP the one year, right, for Detroit? Mm-hmm. So I right. guess you, you could, you know, double up some in some way. Um, you know, I don't think, it, you know, I don't think, uh, you know, Otani's going to be the MVP, though. I mean, unless the Angels do a miraculous, you know, th- 180 here. But, but uh, you know, I think uh, he'll definitely get some votes in both categories.
0: Yeah, uh, Otani right now, a 2.3 uh, war according to Fangraphs. That ranks him 12th in the American League. Uh, so, in, in terms of pitching, uh, pitching more. Uh, Kevin Gosman leading uh, with a 4.4 war according to Fangraphs. Uh, Sonny Gray, George Kirby, Pablo Lopez. But, uh, you know, really, uh, Garrett Cole is a name that stands out. Uh, 156 innings. And, uh, uh, you know, he's a 10 and three record for the Yankees. Uh, it seems like it, it could be his award to, uh, to lose, uh, depending on how he does down the stretch.
1: Yeah. We've seen a bunch of him this year. I think he's pitched twice against Cleveland. Right. And kind mm-hmm. of. And you know, beat them both times. Hammered them last year, especially in the postseason. You know, Cole definitely is always at the top of everybody's list. And like you said, uh, Joe Valdez. You know, obviously, you know, can't can't overlook a guy that no hit Cleveland. Otani, Lu, Luis Castillo has been dynamite against Cleveland this year. You know, very good for Seattle and Ca- Gosman too. And okay, yeah, and the uh, left hander from Detroit, Eduardo Rodriguez. Um, You know, just uh, he's been dynamite. I mean, he's really helped Detroit and he he just looked he looked like Cy Young winner twice against Cleveland.
0: Well, uh, here's an outside the not maybe outside the box, but uh, a guy who uh, should definitely get strong consideration as a a finalist and and be at the top of the uh, American League Cy Young voting. uh, Felix Bautista, the closer for. Mm. Yes. uh for Baltimore he has been uh pretty much lights out and uh just unhittable throughout uh, the season he has uh i, I believe let's see 57 in a third innings pitched he's striking out 16.95 batters per 9 innings that's uh that's his strikeouts per 9 he's been just unstoppable uh 7 and 2 record 32 saves Uh, And and the the Orioles are in first place. Uh, I mean, that that right there, if he's not your uh, if he's not your number one vote in the Cy Young, he should uh, he should definitely be among your top three. Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean,
1: the Orioles don't have a season. No team can have a season like the Orioles have had this year unless you have a dynamite closer. And he is he's all of that.
0: One of the uh, most intriguing, uh, you know, races in the American League uh, centers around the American League Rookie of the Year uh, balloting. Uh, This is a a pretty interesting uh, race uh, all the way around. Uh, Could be very tough and there and there could be some guardians that that factor into the mix, uh, maybe not at the top of the race, but maybe down ballot, uh, you know, as far as uh, candidates go.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely, Joe. Uh, you know, Gunnar Henderson from uh, Baltimore, we saw him, you know, break in last year. You know, big, he's having a big year. He's really helped the the Orioles. Uh, Yoshida from uh, Boston has helped. Uh, Josh Jung, I think, was probably the clubhouse leader until he broke his thumb, right? I, I, yeah. Uh, from Texas. and But, you know, Tanner Bybee from, from Cleveland is, has really You know, he's kind of come out of. I mean, if he doesn't get some some big time votes for that award, something's wrong because, you know, he is what, eight and two now he's seven and oh in his last 10 starts. He's just done a great job
0: for them and really saved that rotation. Uh, You're talking about uh, Josh Young, uh, also Luke Raley, who the Guardians just saw this past weekend uh, and, and Gunnar Henderson. Those are your top three position players among the rookies um in in terms of uh war according to fan graphs with Josh Young uh 2.7 war uh for a rookie pretty good uh as far as that goes and and yeah it, it, rookies all rookie always kind of gets uh you know muddled a little bit because you've got to consider uh pitchers as well as uh hitters uh for that rookie award but right now among uh rookie pitchers in the American League Tanner Bybee has the highest WAR according to FanGraphs 2.3, uh Hunter Brown from Houston 2.1 and uh JP France from Houston also he has a 1.7 WAR. So uh Logan Allen is top 5 in in that uh WAR category and Gavin Williams uh 1.0 WAR uh for the Guardians in in 54 and 2 thirds innings. Uh all should be uh you know under consideration for that award. Uh, and like you said, though, the, the guys like uh, Josh Young, uh, Gunnar Henderson, uh, maybe Luke Raley are, are, are sort of leading that race right now. What about Anthony Volpe, the shortstop from the Yankees? I, I know he uh, was hot. Hoinsie, you know what I'm going to say to that. <laughs> I, you're, I'm you i not voting for anybody. I, OK, well, <laughs> I don't have a vote in that race, but I uh, I would not vote for Anthony Volpe. Uh, just because he plays for the Yankees, come oh. on, man, come on. Just, he's I, had
1: a pretty good year, though. I mean, yeah, yeah,
0: he's he's been pretty good. Uh, I did see him get picked off a of first base during the game uh, last night, though. So yeah, I think not. he got
1: somebody else. And when they played Cleveland, he got picked off too. I think. Yeah.
0: well, there you go. He's not a great base runner. Not voting for him for Rookie of the Year. Uh, finally, the uh, the Manager of the Year award uh, in the NL. I think it's a, a pretty easy pick if you you got to go with uh, uh, David Bell. Uh, It's in Cincinnati, but uh, anybody stand out in terms of uh, the job you did? Obviously, uh, you know, Baltimore's got to be got to be high up there.
1: Yeah, Brandon Hyde definitely is probably uh, you know he's he's got to be the leading candidate to win that. Uh, you know they've been uh, you know they kind of knocked on the door last year. Uh, I think he finished second to Terry Francona last year. So mm-hmm. you know but this year you know they they're you know they've led the, the toughest division in baseball most of the season. Uh, hopefully they can hang on because it's a great story.
0: But one way or the other, Brandon Hyde's I, I would think has got to be the AL manager of the year just to play devils advocate what about bruce Bochy down in uh um in uh texas
1: yeah, you know, yeah. And and Bochy's done a great job. He's also got the he also has an owner that spent like a half billion dollars for, <laughs> over the last two years to uh, get him out of retirement. And, you know, to, to sign every free agent that they could get their hands on. So, you know, I think that has something to do with it. I'm not taking anything away from Bochy. I think he's brought some obviously stability and calmness
0: to that club, but so is the owner's money. Yeah, they spent money before uh Bochy arrived and then Bochy arrives and now they're uh, they're actually winning games. So, I guess that that factors into it. Hey, uh, before we get going here, uh last thing I wanted to mention uh just briefly, uh, Major League Baseball uh looks like they've they've announced uh an an investigation into uh Rays shortstop Wander Franco uh who ended the game on Friday night with a walk-off home run against the Guardians and uh, then all of a sudden by Sunday, he was not in the lineup, uh, apparently, uh, some text messages or some, uh, uh, tweets and social media postings had gotten out, gotten out that, uh, caused, uh, Major League Baseball to sort of look into his, uh, dealings in an inappropriate relationship, uh, with, uh, a, a young, uh, person and, you know, we don't know a lot of the details about it, but, uh. You know, you were there in, in uh, Tampa on Sunday when he was not in the lineup. Was there any any idea of what was going on at the time when Bronco wasn't uh, out there playing?
1: Yeah, I heard about it during uh, after the game, Joe, uh, you know, that uh, – you know they had brought up their what their their rookie short uh, uh, uh you know a they brought up a, a shortstop from the minor leagues to uh to start a shortstop. I had no idea why he was starting at short that day, and uh you know and uh you know Franco was on the bench for you know part of the game, then he left, and uh, the team has put him on a restricted list. He did not make the West Coast trip with the team, uh, you know, when they opened against the Giants last night. Uh, and uh, they're, they're going to look into this. Uh, so we'll see how this happens. You know, see what what goes on here, what what the next step is. But, you know, obviously, you know, they signed this kid to a huge contract a couple years ago. Uh, he had some problems uh, with the club earlier this year where he wasn't being the best of teammates. Uh, you know, I think he got benched for a while And uh, now this. So, um, you know, uh, Joe, we'll have to see what the next step is by Major League Baseball and the Rays. And the Rays are continuing to pay him while he's on a restricted list.
0: Right. Yeah, that's uh, something that that they're doing. All right, uh, Hoinson, we'll keep an eye on that uh, Wander Franco situation. And we'll uh, look forward to uh, your report on uh, tonight's game in Cincinnati. When we check in with you tomorrow on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast, we'll talk to you then. All right, Joe.